0: Hey guys, this is the Out of Focus Podcast, episode 52, with your host, Will Malone. In this episode, I went down to Thomasville, Georgia, to talk to Cadence Kidwell, a fuzzy goat. Uh, she, ha- Fuzzy Goat is a knitting shop um, in, in downtown Thomasville, but it is much more than that. It is a communal place, a third place, kind of like we talked about, um, about the coffee shop a few episodes ago. Um, It's a place where people can come together and um, have a community around knitting culture and just the love of knitting. Um, It's also a place where people can come to learn uh, how to um, get better at their craft, uh, learn how to knit new things, try different techniques out. And so uh, the story behind how this place came to be is very interesting. And uh, you get to hear Cadence talk about all the things that kind of built... Uh, throughout her life to become Fuzzy Goat. So basically, you know, she didn't come, she always enjoyed knitting, but she didn't come from, you know, necessarily a knitting background. She had a lot of other jobs along the way that kind of came together to be what Fuzzy Goat is. And really, to get the true experience of Fuzzy Goat, you just have to go there. So I urge you to go there, especially if you're into knitting. But even if you're not into knitting... Um, kind of like me I'm not I, I don't knit maybe I will now after this podcast she got me kind of she got me kind of into the idea of it um, but even if you're not into knitting um, and maybe you're starting a business or thinking about starting a business or um, I don't know you're like me you're a photographer you you do something else for a living I think this is a valuable episode for you even though it is surrounding a thing that you um, most people probably don't know that much about, and so she kind of talks about the industry of knitting, about the people who dye the yarn, people who create the yarn, but then she and 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 how Fuzzy Goat fits in that chain. Um, but yeah, just talks about kind of the things that gets her excited and the things that inspire her about her business. So, without further ado, here is my episode with Cadence Kidwell of Fuzzy Goat. don't know if you're a podcast listener or not I am yeah absolutely well what kind of stuff do you listen to true crime true crime yeah Yeah. Yeah. which uh I actually don't listen to a ton of true crime but I don't know um like what are some good ones
1: um the one that we just started listening to there's one on Jeffrey Epstein I really didn't know that much about him so we that's still kind of fascinating. don't. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, they haven't even gotten to that part. Uh, there's one on the man in the window with okay. about the Golden State Golden State killer rapist. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, is that the guy who got busted because of like DNA? Yeah. So like that was really 23andMe. The, and me the science kind of
1: behind that's kind of fascinating. That's crazy. But then I also listened to one called "The Business of Craft," which mm-hmm. is really good too. Which and, I mean, completely different right right channel. So, so you have different yeah. genres yeah. that you listen to yeah okay yeah so
0: the business of craft one is that like um that's that's i guess i don't know what that podcast is yeah. about but that's kind of what this is okay to some degree. Yeah. it's kind of like i it's selfishly a way that i can learn from other people so Fun. that's that's kind of why people are like what's your main topic about and i'm kind of like stuff i'm interested in yeah i, I you know it's like you're kinda, the
1: common denominator
0: i mean kind of i don't want it's not about me but it's about me like that person's doing something really neat and you know i'm self-employed so i'm always like trying to like learn from other people about business and that kind yeah, of stuff and yeah that's
1: what this one's like yeah it's, yeah.
0: it's changed it's changed uh, a ton for me like how i think about things so it's so i do like um sharing people's like stories about what they're doing with other people but i also like just doing the conversation to, like you know, sitting down and like getting to pick somebody's yeah. brain for an hour. It's just, I, I just really enjoy it. Um, And it's just, it's just like grown into well, this thing. Well, thanks
1: for so. wanting to get inside my brain. Yeah.
0: This place is really cool. And I want to know kind of how this happened. Okay. Like Fuzzy Goat. Where would you like me to start? Um, Well, I'm curious. Ha- I'll
1: talk so much about this that you'll have to actually <laughs> kind of focus me a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, well, no, that's <laughs> but great. God, I'll have answers that's to all great. of it.
0: I'm, I'm curious as to, first off, why a knitting shop?
1: okay yeah i was obsessed mm-hmm. with knitting okay your mom is obsessed yeah thanks to us yeah. so you can kind of uh observe what that looks like mm-hmm. in, in other people's lives yeah um for all the reasons that i uh tell our customers it was mm-hmm. actually true it like it calms you down the creative aspect is beautiful mm-hmm. I'd be going through some really stressful times. And the thing I'd be looking forward to the most is that evening when I get to tackle that really tough lace pattern with that really beautiful, vibrant, colored, hand dyed yarn. You know, yeah. get, that would get me through a yeah. rough day, get me through rough patches. And uh, so I was just thinking about it all the time. When I traveled, I wanted to go yeah. to yarn shops. And
0: so, so. But that's a thing that you don't see many of. Around. Right.
1: And I get that a lot. I yeah. mean, at first people thought I was opening a uh, yard with a D store. What's that? Like uh, something to do with yard stuff. Like
0: Oh, yard. Shop. Yeah. Oh, like yeah.
1: yeah. Y- like you know, <laughs> lawn and garden. Yeah. That seemed to make more sense to them. Then they were like, yarn? Like what's your backup plan? Yeah. But if you're a knitter, mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. there's some obsessive people out there. They're right. like you, and maybe I'm jumping around, but I did do a business plan. Mm-hmm. I did know that there were some very successful ones, so I kind of mm-hmm. gleaned what I could from there. But yeah, it's still absolutely a huge leap of faith.
0: So where where do you where do you come from before the knitting thing? Like what's your, <laughs> what's your background? That
1: um, it was uh, really in nonprofits and academia.
0: So nothing to do. Nothing with to knitting.
1: do with okay. retail. Nothing to do with. Um, <laughs> Uh, sales tax, cash flow, you know. Yeah. Yes, an eye towards the budget, but, it, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't really my money, whether I was going to sink or swim or eat.
0: Right. You know, that that it is now. Dang. So so yeah. you, it, it's just you enjoyed it, and you thought, like, I'm going to make a business out of it?
1: So I really enjoyed it. I liked mm-hmm. going to stores. Uh, when I travel, inevitably you think, oh, I'd do it like this. Yeah. Um, That Then there was a confluence of a couple other things. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working at FSU. I loved my job. I Mm -hmm. had created a certificate program that was very satisfying, but Mm -hmm. I like creating things and then the processes that go with it. And so it pretty much... Somebody else could do it at that point. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. And, and then they were going through their accreditation. So I needed to come up with ways to accredit this program. And every time I came up with a way that it would work, somebody else would say, well, no. And I mean, it just got really tedious. And mm-hmm. I thought, there's got to be a better way I could put these skills to something more satisfying. That at the same time, I maybe a year or so on the other side of 50, Mm -hmm. And it was like, I could keep doing this job I have for, you Mm -hmm. know, one more big put, you know, till I'm 60 something, or I got one more burst of energy in me. Yeah. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go do that.
0: Wow. So, so you're, so all of the stuff, uh, little pieces of things you were doing, um, throughout your life kind of comes together in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and then yet there's some other places that have completely left like i'm you know not teaching college students (laughs) anymore i love that it's a fabulous day when one of my older uh previous college students come in and they Mm -hmm. they remember me and you know it's been 10 years and they remember something that i taught them and i think about that yeah, uh, But, you know, that's true of other phases of life, you know? I don't have little children anymore. And... Yeah,
0: yeah. So what's uh, the knitting thing is is interesting to me because it's something I've seen other knitting stores, but they seem like they're from decades ago. Yeah. Like they're yeah. they're kind of in a different era. And yeah. I think a lot of people probably assume that people from a different era knit. So how, how do you go about, you know, even discovering that there's a whole audience of people that are still today like really interested in knitting. Yeah.
1: Um, so I couldn't even get any uh
0: financing mm-hmm. for
1: the business, probably because of that. I mean, I yeah. had a I had a business plan. I could show how other businesses, knitting shops had made money. I could get a loan for the building and, you know, maybe we'll mm-hmm. talk about that stuff later. Yeah. Um but you're looking at it from what you think of like a grandmother knitting. Right. Things yeah. like that. We get that all the time but if you actually look at who's making a living in the knitting world Mm -hmm. it's women in their early 30s Mm -hmm. um cute as can be lots the hottest woman can in knitting right now is andrea mowry Mm -hmm. more tattoos than you can count (laughs) just darling uh, makes these great knitting patterns Mm -hmm. that um that young people, young women, want to make—not mm-hmm. just women—and that's that's another misconception. Yeah. We have several yeah. uh, male customers too, and um, and then the dyers are a lot in that same demographic. Mm-hmm. So we're using this the the talents of those people, those um, younger people, the mm-hmm. the patterns and the the yarn, and then we're making it into something. We're adding our story to it. Right. We're making something beautiful with it too, and we're just kind of, you know, a lot us who are, you know, older and fit that demographic that you might think are actually knitting um, younger, fresher things than you would imagine. Yeah. Uh, because we're riding along on the coattails, and and so there are a lot of other uh, young women in their twenties. Mm-hmm. We've got several teenagers that are knitting because they've already discovered it's good for their brain. It's good for unplugging. Yeah um that's interesting like
0: thinking about how you know everybody's got this like digital anxiety yeah and knitting is like kind of an answer to that it it,
1: it absolutely is because you you're not on your device yet we're still plugged into the digital world because Mm -hmm. that's where we get our patterns and that's where we share our work but you're not knitting and on the device and yet while you're doing it it's also it really releases the same endorphins as meditation so it's great for anxiety.
0: Uh, yeah, it, well, it's like a, it's like you're you're crafting something, but it's you're kind of fiddling and yeah. solving and exactly yeah. you're
1: solving. Um, so I have I'm thinking of several things. I, one of our customers said, <laughs> "She goes, I love it when I get to the end of the row. It's like an girl, you know, like yeah. and it works. Yeah, you know, and we don't get that many affirmations right. in our daily life. Another right. thing I feel like I didn't expect, but something I do is teaching women that there's such a thing as good enough. Uh, So, you know, we don't raise our kids thinking there's good enough. We don't really live our lives thinking there's such a thing as good enough, but in knitting, there's really such a thing as good enough.
0: Yeah. So you could teach photographers that too. Yeah. Like, oh, my colors aren't quite right. I think yeah. you're fine. You'll be okay. Yeah. 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 There's too yeah. many
1: things to photograph. There's too many right. things to knit, you know? Yeah. And then, and then these other great sayings come out from other customers and mm-hmm. will say things like, well, if you can, you know, you can't see it from a galloping horse or, <laughs> you know, if you notice what's wrong, you better be buying me a drink, you know, or, right, or right, something right, like right, that. Right. If it's going to unravel, yeah, mm-hmm. there's things that we need to fix. Right. But.
0: So, um, so you're talking about starting the business and you had some difficulty with, with. Financing, oh, that, yeah. like explaining yeah. this to people, yeah. Like, how did you, how did you get past that hurdle?
1: Um, I had to piece money together in a lot of other ways. Yeah. So, so what I could get financing for mm-hmm. um, was a building, right? Because mm-hmm. then the bank could, like, okay, if this yarn thing doesn't work out, we know we at least can get the building. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it was that, and then um, credit cards, uh, my mom. Yeah gave just, me some money
0: just what just i, I mean,
1: cashed in like every you know we had a a, a, a lot that yeah. we were saving to, get, to give to one of our kids we sold that
0: yeah and i guess it's one of these things that you kind of just have to do it to prove to people that it works right? yeah like, yeah. You're like, cause, cause you like because because i don't think you could explain this place they would just have to see it right and right. see yeah. that no this is really cool and and me as a photographer coming in here like i don't knit um, my, my wife has gotten interested in, in it too, because of this place as well. She always comes here. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, so I come in and like, I'm struck, I'm like struck by it, even though knitting isn't my thing. Cause it's
1: filled with all these, the, the dyers and the pattern r- yeah. writers It's filled with their art.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's also, it's also just, there's a lot of passion for it here. It's not just a retail shop. There's much more going on. Yeah.
1: And I couldn't do that. I couldn't have. I don't think I'd want to just. It's the service aspect of it right. that makes such a difference to me. And I know that you can get that feeling of service in other mm-hmm. retail, but the idea that we're um, really help, we're serving them. That's why I, I, my favorite thing in the shop is that beat up service sign. Yeah, it's over the counter. You know, to just remind us. And um, and even yeah. when I build the the team schedules for the week, and again, I call them team instead of staff. Right. Right. Um, it's not their schedule. Doesn't say uh, sales floor or selling. Um, mm-hmm. Their time slot is serving. You know, yeah. just continually remind ourselves that. Yeah, I heard that's you talking to
0: uh, kit out front, and you were talking to her about different projects. Like, are you do you uh, kind of encourage uh, people who work here to like work on projects? Oh, absolutely, because like
1: we need to be able to help that the customers when they get stuck.
0: So it's people working here that actually really have a passion for it. They're not just. Like, oh yeah. 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 Like they're, they're into knitting and that's why they're yeah. working
1: here. Yeah. We need to wear something knit or crocheted, a okay. uh, okay. uh, master crocheter. Uh, we need to wear something every day mm-hmm. so that people can see like, oh, it's not just something that you do and then yeah, are embarrassed to wear. <laughs> right. So did,
0: um, did you think when you, when you were writing out your business plan and everything, mm-hmm. was that like, in did you have a clear vision of what this had to be or how did you like develop it?
1: I did have a pretty clear vision, but Mm -hmm. then I'm going to say the people that came to work with us Mm -hmm. and the customers, really, it's all all of ours. Somebody the other day was saying, you know, well, that's, you know, your vision. And it was like, at this point, it's like it's our, it's a collective vision, you know. Right, Uh, Your mom as a a customer Mm -hmm. that we taught five years ago is Mm. is as much a part of that vision you know what she sees here and what she uh, makes what Mm -hmm. and then what people tell us what patterns they like that it all creates yeah that vision I didn't know it would be as fun and um I wanted community but the the community fulfillment part of it exceeded anything I could have imagined
0: yeah. Yeah. Like this feels more like a headquarters I <laughs> love kind. that. rather than <laughs> rather than like a store. It feels like yeah. a place. It, it's almost like I was talking to Spencer Young at Grassroots on this podcast, and he talks about the idea of a third place, like yeah, a yeah, place you yeah. go oh, like, to get coffee. Right? Yeah. But but this place feels like kind of a hangout. Yeah. Like you could spend time here. Yeah.
1: Like know? I give up a lot of prime uh, retail space mm-hmm. to what we call the lodge area okay. where okay. where the furniture is and the mm-hmm. goat head on the on the <laughs> the metal goat head on the wall and
0: what's the what's the goat from
1: okay so um so a lot of this was like a mental exercise you know okay. like if I'm going to open a store what am I going to do and I've and I've been to school a lot so I, yeah. I love school I love the mental exercise of it so you know I'm I'm, I'm not bored I'm frustrated with my current position Mm -hmm. in figuring out that accreditation stuff so I was like okay at lunch I'm going to do something I really want to do so I'd you know go to some of the other yarn shops in Tallahassee and then after a while it's like I kind of got the idea that I might want to open one myself so I went to the small business development center Mm -hmm. so at lunch I would go and either take a seminar or Mm -hmm. I'd work on my business plan with them and so at this point you know my husband's probably still just kind of thinking like well, this is really interesting. You know, I'm gl- mm-hmm. glad she's entertaining herself. Right. Don't think he's really thinking this is going to go anywhere. Um, we come up to Thomasville a lot because we we love to wander mm-hmm. um, and be able to uh, see things you don't necessarily expect. You know, what's this next door going to mm-hmm. be? So we were up here doing that, like we often did on Saturdays, and we were driving back. And at that point, we lived way out in Leon County. And on the way back, we passed a goat farm. Okay. So. That's where that story goes to. So Mike says, well, what are you going to name it if you have one? And I said, Fuzzy, because Fuzzy is funny. I like the Z in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, Fuzzy Sheep. And I said, they're all named after sheep, you know. They all got some sheep in it and their logo or something. (laughs) And then there were these goats, and Mm -hmm. they were climbing over each other one was trying to get out of the fence they were chewing on stuff they were and I was like fuzzy goat and he's like oh but yarn doesn't come from goats I said yes it does <laughs> ah, so Cat.
0: that's that's so it's it's almost like you're you're differentiating through the name yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I, I like I, that. what I
1: love about goats is like they're up to no good you know yeah yeah. That's
0: great. That's great. Yeah. I I figured there would also be some other reason it'd be a goat. But yeah. uh,
1: And then the other thing is, you know, people just it it, it was the inspirational nugget, the gift that I right. um, am so appreciative of because it, it's fabulous for our logo. Um, people like goats, that you know, they come in, they buy stuff just because they like the name. But then, you know, people think it's a bar. Like they don't know what it is, you know, and they wanna come in. Yeah, Um, And then the things that I never thought of, people refer to it, you know, like, oh, I'm going to the GOAT, you know, and stuff like that, which I just (laughs) think is so cool.
0: (laughs) That is cool. Like their
1: hangout is the
0: GOAT. (laughs) Yeah. And I've seen you guys do the, uh, where you have people like publicly knitting. Yes. Yep.
1: There actually is something called Worldwide Knit and Public Day. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a national or international thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but we do knit in public also like Victorian Christmas. And it's funny that you, that you mentioned Spencer, yeah. because, um, I used, to, I had a lot of meetings at grassroots and mm-hmm. organizing
0: right yeah. this
1: place because one of the things, because I lived in Tallahassee, I wanted to hire as many people to help me from Thomasville mm-hmm. as I could. Um, and I don't mean working in the store because frankly, when I first opened, it was just me for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, uh hale mccullum from fontaine maury did all our branding and our contractor was here mm-hmm. but so uh, as annie at the bookshelf says grassroots is where thomasville organizes itself yeah, yeah <laughs> just that's true. right so yeah. one of my one of my outright dreams was someday people are going to be knitting in here mm-hmm. and so it, it has happened but it occurred to me just yesterday our yarn dyer we have some beautiful yarn in here right now was at grassroots and um she posted knitting at grassroots. So I reposted that and said, you know, here's, here's w- one of my fantasies come to life right here. Yeah. You know, well, that's awesome. I love it when they knit here, but even more when they're out, out yeah. in the world.
0: Yeah. I've seen you guys, uh, did it like a yarn bombing. Yeah. Uh, was that a few years ago or have you done that recently? Uh, that was a couple years ago with yeah, through okay. the center for the arts. They do a really good job of, uh,
1: flaunt where yes. they put public art. And so, yeah, we that did a was a lot really of yarn cool. bombing. I remember seeing them on the trees and everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's really neat. So, um, so as far as like the store itself, like we were saying earlier, it's not just a store. It's like a, it's like a community, yeah, thing. So, so in what ways, um, did you, did you like, did you build your business with community service in mind, to some aspect, or like did that, did you, I mean, how did you know there would be like, people in Thomasville that would come up and be huge knitting fans you know like yeah like it just seems like it's a small town already so <laughs> right so <laughs>
1: how many of them did you did I think were here right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: like I'm just <laughs> yeah because it's it's it is kind of a niche
1: yeah uh, oh thing. absolutely yeah yeah so um I also counted on a lot of people from Tallahassee coming up because yeah. I came to Tala- came up from Tallahassee a okay. lot. Yeah. There were already three stores down yeah. there. I didn't want I shopped at them. I didn't want to be on top of them. Right. So that was that was a big part of it. I did my um demographic research mm-hmm. and the women with um disposable income mm-hmm. in Thomas County is is there's even um, a higher number than there is in Leon County. Yeah. So I figured maybe I can make a big bigger splash in a smaller pool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and start in that way. That's that's just it's fascinating to me because it's like we all have our, you know, um I guess anecdotal assumptions of what who's interested in what. Yeah. But there's there's like these hidden like groups of people with all these interests that you would never have known were there like I mean kind of like with podcasts. It's like you can't tell how many people out there are listening yeah. to podcasts, but like it went from like it was like seventeen percent of people in America listen to podcasts and now it's like up to seventy or wow. something like that. And it's, it's Yeah, just, my son's
1: got a podcast too. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: and it's crazy. And it's you know, it's like like photography, I hang out in oversaturated markets. You know, that's just my my thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So you know. Um, but what I like about this is that knitting isn't oversaturated. In fact, it's like the opposite.
1: Right. A lot of stores are closing. Yeah. But to get back to that other idea of uh something else that's really fun Mm -hmm. is women who have known each other for decades one will be sitting there knitting and another one will come in and they'll be like i never knew you knitted you know and Ah. and now and now they've got a whole new aspect to their friendship and their relationship you know and a new way to do it and then and the next thing you know next week they're they're sitting there together at any time we're open and Um, so they can sit and gather and that's really great too, because you can be an introvert and yet you can still be with people and knit, which is a really nice aspect to community and knitting too, because you could be counting and nobody's going to like go, you're not contributing to the conversation and right, but you can be there and you can be working and you can be with people and you can listen, you know, you may only be with myself or Kit, whoever is working today, Mm -hmm. but you know, you're, you're out, you're away from your chores, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just a really beautiful thing to watch.
0: So, um, you guys—I uh, mean, again, you guys still do more than sell yarn. You—you you have like com- you, you have a community of, of knitting people. But like, what in what other ways are you guys do classes, right? Oh like, yeah, what, what yeah. Other we'd have to
1: do you... classes because we'd have to be able okay. to show people how to yeah. do this. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's
0: almost like a a marketing thing in one way because it creates new customers. But at the same time, you're also getting to like. Like you're saying, that community service yeah. aspect of it, yeah. it's, it's uh, that's really cool. Yeah,
1: we'll help anybody as we can. You know, then we can we'll do private lessons if they feel like they mm-hmm. need individualized help, and then we do, we do classes. So we do our learn to knit, learn to crochet. Uh, then we look. We've got a sock class. You know, what are the things that people want to learn how to make?
0: So do you, um, do you got like? If say I had a question, I could just walk in today and start asking about.
1: Absolutely. And we would not care where you got your yarn from
0: either. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty Um, special. Yeah. It,
1: it it does. And yet it seems like a no brainer to me because the sooner you finish that project, (laughs) then you're going to need some more. Right. You know, and, and, and and you're going to think warmly towards us.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what. And
1: I just love the knitting. So I'm not going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Let me see where you got that from. But I've heard stories that that happens a lot at a lot of other stores. Or yeah. they might even charge you for. Now, if you need our undivided time, mm-hmm. then we will set up a private lesson, and you know, and then okay. we'll yeah. and there'd be a, a charge for that because I'll make sure there's somebody here. But if you're yeah. fine with us hopping up and down and helping people, you could sit there all day, and we'll come back and forth and see that's keep you going. That's
0: what I think is like really awesome about somebody who has a skill or something it is like you should always be teaching other people how to also do it. If you love it, you should share the love that you have with other people. Like with photography, I was doing this class and I was teaching realtors how to take better photos with their smartphone. Um, And it was like one of these things that people are like, well, what if they take photos and don't have you anymore? It's like, well, there's so many bad photos out there that like at the very least I could like – maybe teach some yeah, people how to that's just cool understand thing. it a little more, you know, and, um, and the phones are so good that sometimes I use my phone for like product photos and stuff in ways that, you know, my camera is like just as competitive. So it's like, I really just like telling people about what I'm interested in. Like, I like telling people more about photography. I, I like the excitement of others yeah. when I can share that with them. So that's what, oh, we could use that. Cause we could take some Use some of your skills and having us tell us how to do the the product yeah i mean it's photography well and you can just walk in and just feel that that's what that's and that's kind of why you know i've i've wanted to talk to you on this podcast for a while and mom mentioned it and i think partially because she wants to listen to it too but but, you know because she is she's always like um she's one of these people that's really studious and wants to get better and better at something and knitting's one of those things that she has kept very constant for years now and it's it's like the stuff she's making is like blowing my mind you know i'm like i don't even understand how she's doing it and so i just find i just see through her what you guys are doing here and um i just like the the aspect of i don't know it's it's like giving in a way you're you're giving away knowledge at at, at the same time as you're still having to have a business, but it like makes it stronger because that like hobby shop thing is is a dying thing. Yeah. Like the idea of a hobby shop, right? Yeah. And just
1: kind of collecting, like the baseball card store or yeah, the or model like, model, store. model airplanes yeah. or whatever.
0: And, yeah. And it's funny. It's like a store like this. I feel like is built to f- kind of fight against what the digital mm-hmm. world is, yeah. is doing and taking that away. So. Um, Was that, I mean, was that an intention or again, like you're kind of doing, I know you're like when you're starting a business, you're kind of changing things as you go and doing things, but, um, like what was your plan for making it look the way it is like, and, and be this well-designed and I I don't know. That was a lot of things, but yeah. yeah, So,
1: so like you said, I've Mm -hmm. been in knit stores that look like they had yeah. been exactly that way for decades. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted something different. Then mm-hmm. I'd been in uh, one or two that I just loved. And yeah. so one of them allowed me to come and ask her. I had my questions ahead of time. Yeah. She set up time yeah. for me. We made a special trip. It's Fiberspace in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. And um, she gave me some insights in, into all that. And her, she had a very... Um, mid-century vibe going and I loved it and I thought that's going to be it but then the building I ended up with Mm -hmm. this is not a mid-century modern building this is this is uh, uh, 1909 and Mm -hmm. brick and rust and so that that dictated the aesthetic and then I hired uh, Jackie Johnson who'd done a lot of other uh, retail design in mm-hmm. Thomasville, who who also kind of took what I had in my head, yeah, and helped me make it functional for a shop, and then yeah. and then with Hale's uh, logo, and then we we just use it on that goat as on as many different things as we could, and then I had a fabulous contractor too. yeah and so
0: i saw your name tags. yeah 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 that's
1: when um lizzie and carson of fontaine maury did uh, the inside of the bathroom Mm -hmm. actually has some some artwork up in there okay and then we got the body of the goat which happened like two or three years in we just had the head it was like oh now now we now we got a whole (laughs) new realm of things we can put the body of the goat on and so there's this uh woman who makes a lot of things for the knitting world Mm -hmm. um katie her business is called Katrinkle. She's in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. She makes a lot of little stitch markers and knit gauges and things like that. And mm-hmm. so she'll put your logo on them. But yeah. then she's the one that now makes our, our name badge. And then she made little right side and wrong side markers with the, the front side and the back side of the goat, you know. So, yeah. So, like, one of the things that's just so enjoyable is continuing to use these other uh, makers. And in most cases, they're they're women because that's mm-hmm. who's in this field. Right. Right. Um, which, as a side note, is so different from the other uh, uh, employment experiences I've had. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, like I can go to market and maybe there's like two guys. You know, it's just right. a, a completely different. But but to be back to working with all of these uh, women and their dreams and and finding a way that they can make some money from it by me buying some of it and then yeah. and then uh, other customers using it and uh, I just I just love that.
0: Yeah, and I think about the the pl- the businesses and stuff that I frequent or the places I'm a customer of, and it there's a there's a there there's a big push to um, like. Like we said earlier share knowledge but also um that they just like their customers like, yeah as simple as that yeah. like you're not just frustrated by everybody who's walking in the door all the time yeah and
1: you don't come in here if you're in a really bad mood or if you do come in here if you're in a really bad mood you coming in here with the intention of getting into a better mood
0: yeah i mean yeah i don't know how you could be in a bad mood yeah. out there but, yeah um i mean like in the and the yarn i mean the yarns just very colorful like i just like looking and at tactile. all the yarns. yeah yeah. There's, I mean, just for me, like I just kind of like perusing, even though I'm not going to knit, maybe I will one yeah. day. I don't know. You're kind of getting yeah. me a little pumped up about it. I, I may, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, um, it's, I mean, do, how important do you think? Um, cause you seem to like, like you take pride in knitting, take pride in, um, your brand. I mean, like how, how yeah. important do you think that is now when having a retail store seems a little, like old fashioned almost. Yeah.
1: Well this and by all means there's all yeah. there's places you can buy what we sell mm-hmm. online. Right. But I'm more and more beginning to take um, pride, which mm-hmm. is a hard word for me to, to use, yeah. but in in what um in what I curate. Yeah. For them. Um, yes. you know and so uh, w- which yarns or which colors, which patterns, which little cool box to put your markers mm. in. Um, it started with stuff I already used and things yeah. that I liked. And now I've learned of even more people, and sometimes I make a mistake, and that's what goes in our twice-a-year clear-out sale. But mm-hmm. more and more taking uh, confidence in the fact that um, I have a, a taste that, Again, it's embar- it's awkward for me to say, but it's it's a taste that people appreciate. Yeah, and so, um, and then I think that when I think about the stores I really like, mm-hmm. they are like that too. There's a there's a particular person behind it. Yeah, you know, like Firefly here, Nan's store. Yeah, you know, I know that that's she loves everything in there. It wouldn't be in there.
0: So, um, you know, you took your passion and made it into a store, and sometimes I, I see sometimes which. I've totally ignored because I love photography and I now do it for a living. But do you, do you find that you've like it all, do you love knitting more or have you loved it less? Or like what has that affected at all your passion? It's a, of knitting? No,
1: it's affected the amount of time I have to right. spend on the actual knitting. <laughs> right. But now I'm yeah. spending, you know, obviously much more time. I took three days off this week. Well, uh-huh. Friday Well, Friday night, all day saturday and a sunday morning it's the first time i have not been here on a saturday in five and a half years wow yeah <laughs> um to do a yoga retreat and mm-hmm. i've i've been away almost always to a market trip yeah so there's never been a time um that i'm not thinking about <laughs> yes, it I, working yeah. on it on my computer looking mm-hmm. at the yarns what's a new dyer trying to figure out my um uh um cash flow or my inventory plan or which group of yarn isn't doing well and Mm -hmm. and all of that but it's fun it's so fun i didn't know i had a proclivity for uh vendor analysis yeah (laughs) but it's actually really interesting when i start digging into it (laughs) yeah that's fun. (laughs)
0: it's funny how it uh business and all that stuff sounds uninteresting until it's applied to something that you love yeah Yeah. it was like uh when i got into the dark room it, it was like suddenly i liked chemistry like doing darkroom photography and it's like I hated chemistry up to that point but I'm like oh but it's applied to something so that's yeah that's great so you um do you work on projects at home like afterward or yeah yeah. I
1: it's not a good day if I can't I feel a little cheated if I can't get at least like a half an hour on
0: my own then my own I guess that helps too with you know the work working with the customers like having different you you have to stay sharp on it yeah Yeah.
1: or they want to know what I'm working on or it gives me the opportunity to show them my good enough. Yeah. You know, like look, there's a big mistake in this and look it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that.
0: So, well, that's I mean, obviously if it's taken that long for you to have a Saturday off, you obviously really do love it. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Because I mean, you're like what what else would I be doing? Yeah. 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 That's 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 fantastic. Um so with uh with the the store out here like out front, um you've got all these different products like are you having to like is this stuff you've had experience with before you started doing this or do you just like discover things? You said you're always like shopping and looking for things, but there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you even begin to like do an inventory of a store like this? That's so specialized.
1: Um, so I actually have it broken down into into mm-hmm. classes, not like class where we sit and take a class, but class. So they're like, there's the, the worsted weight class and the fingering weight. Those, those are the thicknesses of the yarn. And then it's also broken down into uh, gifts and bags and books and things like that so okay. that I can kind of keep an eye on which mm-hmm. ones um, are over-inventoried, which ones are under-inventoried. Um, so in the yarn classes, a mm-hmm. lot of that is staples but also when I go to market or or for my customers who'll say you know I love this like one of our best selling yarns right now Mm -hmm. is Knitwise Fibers. Knitwise Fibers is Mm -hmm. Alicia who actually happens to be in Tallahassee. Okay, So she she dyes the most beautiful yarns. Okay so I'm gonna have to tell you this story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She dyes the most beautiful yarns. She used to um, sell a few of them to a knit Mm -hmm. shop in Tallahassee so she came up as a customer but um, I quickly figured out she sold, so wanted to be a good community member with mm-hmm. the Tallahassee people. So didn't even ask her about selling her yarns because we mm-hmm. tried to have different things. And then um, the owner of that store closed, and so I said, "Okay, well let's let's do something in earnest." So we had a, a what we call a pop up shop. So she brought a lot of her yarns, um, our most successful pop up shop ever. One of our uh, longtime customers. Mm-hmm which is f- still funny to say, I guess we've been here five and a half years, so I can yeah. say a long time. Um, Elaine said, I'd love Alicia to make this Tiffany blue color. Can she make a color for me? So Alicia dyed some, she'd drop it off in the middle of the week. Elaine would come on the weekend, not quite right. And they got it, they got it just right. And it's mm-hmm. called, instead of breakfast at Tiffany's, the color's called breakfast at Elaine's. Oh, that's and great. And it's beautiful. And it's yeah. part of Alicia's regular lineup yeah. now. So, um, just, yes,
0: so you can you, you can work on um, like feedback from people yeah, who are part yeah, of that's yeah. that's great. It's so like man, that's really. And neat.
1: then we were able we had um, a national teacher here yeah. a few weeks ago, and so um, I was able to choose which dyer I wanted to have the pop up, and I mm-hmm. thought I I want uh, Bronwyn to meet Alicia, mm-hmm. so I had Alicia be the pop up person, and now she's going to design something. So uh, Alicia is just you know off and running. Them, yeah. With that. So it's just, you know, to be part of that. That goes back to my nonprofit and, and service aspect, you know, so I can really feel yeah. like I get really satisfied.
0: Well, it's really you know? valuable to have that crew of people around. It's almost like a pirate ship, you know. You yeah. Have, <laughs> you've got your, like, you got your crew of people that you're like, oh, this person should meet this person. And you're, like, excited to, like, bring these people together. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. like, that That gets me really pumped up. Like, it's, you know, you've got me really high on your brand. Yeah. Well, um. and you <laughs> asked
1: about the brand. That, that's one place I kind of got to watch my money because mm-hmm. I can spend money on my brand. Like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> nobody's business and the next thing I know is like okay I really need to scale back on that you know like we're right. making like an Instagram corner you know and I got the, the background you know and then I've ordered this cool rug we're gonna stand on and you know at some point mm-hmm. I just kind of have to st- but it's so fun right. you know <laughs> but I have to kind of stop because I probably need to buy some inventory or right. maybe hire add a few more hours to somebody's schedule or
0: yes i know like i can understand that you're like man i have this idea and this idea and yeah this idea. yeah it would actually be a struggle to walk in here every day and not have 30 new ideas every time i walk <laughs> in that i want to do like right now yeah, yeah. that's that's what I, yeah that, that would be it, it's it's very co- it's it's cool that you've created a, a coffee shop like vibe with something kind of out there that people don't and,
1: and they give they're so generous too I mean a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff we make they're they're given away yeah too which is just incredible
0: yeah that's really neat so and you're also encouraging other business owners I assume right or people who sell their knitting stuff like you're kind of helping fuel that right like do you well have...
1: I'm not I wouldn't say as much of that because um mm-hmm. the yarn is not Inexpensive, so by the time you bought Ah, the yarn and then put your time into it, a lot of people Mm -hmm. think it ought to cost less, right? Than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, understood. But there are there are people that definitely take advantage of our twice a year sale, and I'm glad for it, you know. Mm -hmm. And they buy that, and then they they make things, and then they they do sell them. But for the most part, I'd say most of the things are made for either themselves. But even then, I'm gonna say the majority of it is to to give as gifts. You yeah, know, whether it's uh, prayer shawls or uh, family gifts, I'm sure you've gotten some lovely scarves yes. and hats. Yes, oh from yes. Your mom. yes, yeah. I get scarves, yeah. yes, yeah. scarves like
0: that. Well, and it's it's cool because um, having a specialized store, like f- for me, there's no place to buy camera equipment. There's no real like in yeah, and you most can't towns. go
1: in and ask them like, how does this work for you, and what do right. you like about that? And can I try it, it out?
0: Yeah. There's this is a place where people can get their hands on it, yeah, and and kind of like see the stuff. It's not the
1: one in Tallahassee on Appalachie Parkway anymore.
0: What do you mean? Oh, camera store. Yeah. Oh, I well, I'm just saying like in every city, like where I live, there's no camera okay. store. Okay. Um, and then the place I lived before that, it went out. So yeah. like, I could, yeah. It's so I think like, you know, as those retail specialized businesses are going out, it's like th- the the care you put in your brand, I think is is like just really cool because you can put your hands on things kind of like be part like it's not amazon you're not shopping on amazon for yarn right and that's like a whole like that takes a lot of the fun out of it to me i think and you're kind of just taking a chance
1: we can we can tell you the story where your yarn came from too yeah you know so we know the first names of most of the dyers too so even if they've already made their choice while they're wrapping up i'll say let me tell you where you know where your dollars just went you know not only keeping us here Mm -hmm. perking along and making main street more interesting but you know you just helped um sarah in idaho who's a music Mm -hmm. teacher who's dying these most beautiful
0: yarns and what uh what's your um what what do you think the most popular thing that people make is like what Uh, probably,
1: probably scarves. Scarves. Yeah. Okay. Scarves. A lot of people make scarves. Yeah.
0: Well, I just, like, what's the, But not
1: warm and wooly scarves because, you know, we're in South Georgia. South Georgia, right. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, the kind that are more decorative. Okay. Yeah. Which is also an interesting thing because we're kind of like unplugged a little bit from fashion culture also you know somebody somebody who's listening may be going oh my god what are these women wearing you know (laughs) but if you if you if you go to our instagram page Mm -hmm. you know you'll see people pictures of people basically wearing something colorful Mm -hmm. around and you're not really thinking like oh that's really antiquated you know and we can kind of show you how to how to put it on too but that's interesting and like we're not like the yeah, we're interested in the color of the year is navy, so we'll have some more navy yarn. Mm-hmm. But um, ask an, a knitter, and for the most part, she's probably now buying more uh, solid clothes mm-hmm. so that her knitting can be the star. Okay. And it's like what you want to wear. And at the end of the year, you're not tossing that aside like you might something yeah. else. So not only is it slow fashion, but we're also not as, as attached to what the trend might be. We're more inwardly focused on what pleases us.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. That's interesting. And which makes it more specialized, I suppose. Cause you're, yeah, that's cool. It's not disposable. How do you, uh, I mean, you just mentioned like the color of the year, maybe something like who, who decides that? Who decides the the one I, there's a couple different
1: groups. The one I saw was the Pantone color (laughs) of the year, which is a Navy.
0: Okay. And that, I mean, do you find, but I'm
1: kind of dependent on what, whether the dyers pick that up or not.
0: You know, if my yarn dyers yeah. don't pick that up, then so tell me about you. Keep saying dyers, and I yeah. assumed it meant um, you know they're actually like coloring the yarn. Right? They are okay. So yeah. what what is what is that? What is that whole world? I mean, there are people that just make yarn. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah.
1: So they usually buy the the base. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so a skein of yarn. Um, this is so hard to talk about without showing you <laughs> um, a skein of yarn comes in a, in a off-white mm-hmm. undyed okay. colorway it's already kind of uh, uh skeined up in a loop mm-hmm. and tied in a couple different places and so uh, those dyers will buy like a whole a whole lot of that you know yeah. in particular uh, they'll be choosing what their uh, fiber content is whether they want it all merino whether they want it merino and some nylon for strength for socks whether they want some okay. cashmere in it so they'll they'll choose that from a variety of different a smaller pool of vendors than there mm-hmm. are dyers, but they'll choose that, and then they apply their own special process to how they dye it. Okay, um, usually involving large kettles, but some of it also involves. So we have a we have a custom color called uh, West Jack Kid mm-hmm. that our dyer in uh, Savannah uh, mm-hmm. Copper Corgi made for us, and she. We said we wanted like little rusty bits in it because the, the building is kind of rusty. Yeah. And so she makes that by actually spraying or you know, she says she feels like Jackson Pollock out in her sidewalk. <laughs> you know, she's got the yarn laid at, stretched out. Yeah. And it's uh, 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 teals and blues uh, that she's already dyed in the kettle. Yeah. But then she's like throwing uh, spots so so, people, so everybody's got their own technique and there's different ways to do it whether in different that's dye processes yeah so we're using somebody else's fabulous art form yeah and then you're gonna make something fabulous out of it too using using a pattern designers vision it's, just, it's all we're just adding to the story
0: i had no idea yeah i had no idea that there were people who actually just what they did was color yarn. yeah that's so and right. some
1: of it are, do, some of them are doing it full time.
0: Yeah. Some of
1: it, um, have been able to hire other people. Some of it, it's like they're what they do on nights and weekends.
0: And so you work with them to like, uh, it sounds like you work with them to get different colors, like custom. Occasionally, Occasionally.
1: Mostly I just trust them, you right, know, and they make right. beautiful yarn. Uh, who's
0: and, I mean, who's all doing it? Like where, where are they all located? You said, Savannah, okay. So but. like,
1: yeah. So like, uh, Sarah DeRue's in Savannah. Um, um, uh, Heather Best is in Idaho. Yeah. Um, I've got another, Uh. I name that. Sarah's in Idaho, and uh, there's another Sarah um, out in Nevada, and then Alicia's in Tallahassee. Emma, Emma's a great story. Emma started as a homeschooler. Her mom has a yarn mm-hmm. shop for Pearls in Central Florida. Yeah. As a homeschooler, she did a math and science project on yarn dyeing. It's beautiful. She now wow. like employs like her sister and her brother yeah. and um, just hundreds of beautiful
0: different colors that's
1: crazy yeah I, I would have
0: never thought that that was a right thing people would get into that so we
1: don't we don't even try to compete with the yarn you can get in a in a big box store right because they're not going to carry emma's yarn yeah um it's again it's not inexpensive and it's hand dyed and and it and it doesn't it's got to be wound up when it comes you know yeah. and and all of that but there's, there's a place for that, and that's why we're not going to be snobby about it if you come in with big box yarn. You know, if you're going to make yeah. something for a four-year-old that's going to drag it through the mud, you probably don't want to, you know, use a, a cashmere and silk <laughs> that's yarn. True. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> but yeah. we
0: want you knitting all the same. But, yeah, you want to encourage people to keep knitting, yeah, yeah. and, like, get yeah. better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, really so
1: we don't have a lot, or if any, mass-produced
0: okay. yarns. so all your yarn out here is... Is it made within the U.S. or dyed within the U.S. Right? No,
1: it's not because okay. one of our uh, biggest companies that we get from is mm-hmm. Manos del Uruguay, and it comes from oh, Uruguay. Okay. And it's okay. a women's cooperative. Oh. They own their own equipment and they're able to fund schools and provide jobs, and so that because a lot of the um, the dyers may be here, but Manos's dyers are, are in Uruguay. But a lot of the mm-hmm. merino yarn actually that's in our in our yarn comes from Central, or I'm sorry, South America, because you need that altitude for um, the sheep to be really high to get that yeah. furry, soft. Oh, undercoat. interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. And so yeah, it doesn't really happen as much, you yeah. know. And then there's the,
0: so there's multi, there's multiple levels. There's the people that actually have to raise the animals. Yeah, exactly. And, and to have a certain texture of um, softness, which softness really matters. Or, yeah. yeah. And then there's the people that, I guess, create the yarn and then the yeah. dyers and then you got i mean that's, yeah that's a, that's crazy like i i i I'm and we're having... all
1: dependent on that so then when i hear the number of yarn shops closing it doesn't actually make me anxious at all i see it as an opportunity because yeah. all those those farmers and those dyers and the manufacturers mm-hmm. and the pattern writers they need us ultimately right to make it work i mean yes they can sell some of that online but they still need people to be able to explain how to do this. And and so I just see that as more opportunity for me yeah. when I'm working with these
0: dyers and, and keep it alive, keep the, maybe I need to ask for yeah. terms
1: or maybe I need to ask for something a little bit different so that we can keep going.
0: Yeah. And you you guys are keeping knitting alive yeah. as well. Like, yeah. That's, I am mean, and, and growing the interest in it, man, that's like, I, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. There's people that color. yarn, yeah. as a, <laughs> Like, that's just, that's so cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's so specific. I, I mean, the, to me, um, again... And then I, how
1: satisfying it must be for them to then see their yarn knit up into something.
0: Yes, yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. So, they, so,
1: so, so we take great pride in using that, and then yeah. they alt- they also, it goes back, because they're like, oh, I never thought about using it for that. Yeah. Look how beautiful that turned out.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think, I think from... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like I that that shot you kept saying dyers, and I yeah. was like I have to really know yeah. what that means cuz if it means what I think it means that's like a whole other. Um well, so you were telling me when uh when I came in about this other program that you have where if they don't want to bag.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: talk about that a little bit and then talk about just kind of you mentioned how you guys were um how uh you were buying yarn from that women's cooperative. So, uh-huh. in what ways are you giving back? Other than just sharing the knitting trade. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I said I came from a, a nonprofit and mm-hmm. an academic yeah. background. Yeah. So, my background really is more about about service and mm-hmm. nonprofit. Um, the, of course, the store wouldn't survive if it didn't make a profit. So, right. trying to find some ways to intersect those okay. was really satisfying. And, um, it started with, um, Harper Elementary, uh, a couple blocks away, which has, uh, like I was saying, 97% free lunch kids. Wanting uh, One of their teachers wanted to know if they could bring them here in small groups just to see downtown and uh, if we could do a craft experience with them. So we actually started making, we'd made pom-poms with them. Mm -hmm. As a side note to that, my daughter was working with me at that point a few days a week. And is now found her calling. She really wants to be an elementary school teacher. Oh wow! And at Harper. Yeah. So it's just the ways the store has then impacted my family has been yeah. really something I never expected either. But so we um, you know, then i more ecologically sound. We use recycled bags, but it was like, well, what if you don't need a bag? Mm-hmm. So you know, like at Whole Foods, if you don't need a bag. Something like – so We this in this case, if, you, if we now have customers say, oh, just Harper that. So if they don't need yeah. a bag, 20 cents goes towards the credits that we give uh, in, in money to Harper Elementary. And, and so, that adds up. And it, it really does add up, yeah. Yeah. And then so we, we give them um, a check like every other month, and then they go and buy school supplies or, in this case, a, yeah. a box of beautiful books. Yeah, and that's uh, really and, cool. And, and, yeah. and it also brings an awareness of our customers – to those kids and those needs there. So when we yeah. do do the pom pom making, we have customers come and help. Mm-hmm. So they have an experience with these beautiful children that they might mm-hmm. have misconceptions about or preconceptions, yeah. and 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 they're everybody wins.
0: Are you uh, wanting to spread the the knitting bug to children as oh, well? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. Okay.
1: Another thing we do is um, a lot of knitters have yarn that they're not going to use. Or okay. they bought yarn, and they bought the big box yarn. They, mm-hmm. So once a year, we have Yarn Amnesty, where they can bring their yarn into, mm-hmm. um, to us, and we give them, uh, speaking of brand, we mm-hmm. give them fuzzy money. So it's, okay. it's, it's their dollar. We print money here. That's great. <laughs> it's dollar yeah. bills with goat heads on it. And we give them fuzzy money for their yarn that they can yeah. use in the store later on in a slower month. Um, yes. But then... I run a van because it. There was so much of it. Now I have to run a van, and we take it to the women's prison in oh, uh, in great. Georgia, and they, yeah. uh, and they use that to calm themselves and make things. And you know, we've heard from some of the women that mm-hmm. they've now been able to make things for their, um, for their family for Christmas. So giving them some dignity, and, yeah. you know. And don't we want these women when they when they have served their time, when they're back, don't we want them to have these skills of being able to uh release their anxiety and calm yeah. themselves and and yeah. all of that so
0: well, and I think I think it's just really important to have uh something like that like a hobby or whatever yeah, no matter what you do like I, I think that that has given me so much freedom in my life to have that thing like even when I was like in a job, I didn't necessarily like I was looking forward to my thing at the end of the day right night, yeah. yeah, and it's just it, it's really empowering, I think above all so. Um, And
1: you can get a little better at it or you can try and fail. I mean, how many adults try something new? Not very many. Yeah.
0: Right. And it's just one of those things that if you fail, like, so what you learn and, and figure out how to make it better or whatever. It's like a,
1: you're not learning if you're not messing up.
0: Yeah and it's a it's a low stakes way to to improve yeah. you know if you, Yeah we're
1: not electricians here we're not going right? to like light the house on fire. You're not going to get
0: fired <laughs> right like yeah. if you screw up the thing you're knitting. So yeah it's it's just I don't know I think it's a really valuable thing what you're doing here. Well, thank um, you. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really appreciate. Could it. Talk this... for four more hours. Sorry. I know. Well, I, was... if I if I kept going. <laughs> no, I was like, I was I, I. As you kept talking, I kept being like, wait, so there's a whole other thing. Like, yeah. it just I mean, yeah, I could keep going too. Yeah. I have... All right. Can
1: I tell you two more stories? Yeah. Short stories. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So one is of Lynette. Lynette. Okay. Came up maybe uh, three weeks after we opened. She says, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna learn how to knit." I've taken classes before, I've forgotten every time, I'm sticking with it. In my time in learning more about Lynette, mm-hmm. I learned that she had had a traumatic brain injury. She was hit on a bicycle in her 30s, and she's now in her, in her 60s. And so that was why she couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But she stuck with it. Meantime, all this time, her husband is um, uh, academically... Uh, awarded all of you Mm -hmm. know from Oxford all sorts of things and so her self-esteem is not so great because she can't remember how to do things but the knitting the knitting overwhelms me every time the knitting took off and her family couldn't believe the things that she was able to make and wow it refired her brain and 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 her self esteem and mm-hmm. and it and she she stuck when she came up when she needed help but she each yeah. time she wanted a pattern that taught her a little bit more and a little bit more, you know and I think that was my very first lesson of like, oh this is more than just fun like yeah this, this is really life changing so that was that was a beautiful thing about Lynette and then just another thing about how we all kind of come into this different ways one of our mm-hmm. most popular teachers Barbara. He used to teach economics at um, UConn, and mm-hmm. she's uh, got a PhD from Yale. Okay, and so but she retired down here, and now she loves teaching knitting. So it's like, yeah, we come to it from all these different aspects, but you know, yeah. we're all like have these whole other lives
0: behind yeah. us. Well that's man that's yeah that's so cool. Yeah and I realize it's it's more than just selling yarn. Yeah. That's like that's that's the thing at the end of the day like
1: No we're a movement. We're not yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not just a store. Like that's yeah. and that's why I hesitate to say a store because it's just it's not that. It's something else. Yeah. It's a third place. It's yeah. a community. So yeah, well, that's awesome. so much fun. Well, thank yeah. you. Uh do you have a uh, Tell people where to go look for you oh, guys okay. online. Yeah. You
1: can find us online, and we're going to start putting a few more things online, those mm-hmm. specially curated things you can't find anywhere else. So FuzzyGoatYarns.com.
0: Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks again And we're again in downtown Thomasville. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks again for coming on. Oh, yeah. No,